Welcome to the podcast of Pastor Joseph Castillo from All Nations International Fellowship. Enjoy this podcast while you're doing household chores, riding your car, or even your morning devotions. I trust the living word of God to change your life forever. Visit us online at www.anifbeijing.com. That you guys could hear my preaching, hallelujah. <laughs> you know, you guys, not them, you know. But I thought, you know, that, that's silly, you know. I got my mother and father in the house. This is my opportunity for me to be fed the two, amen. And uh, so we're just so blessed over the next three, four weeks to have Papa Summerall mentor us, pour into our lives. And really, uh, if, you, if you really study church history, Papa Frank and uh, his, his family, they are really the pioneers of so much of what we are. For example, Christian Zionism, the love for Israel, the Christians blowing shofars and using talibs and going to Jerusalem, that was all pioneered by nobody else but his father. Lester Sumrall, his father, pioneered the Hebrew roots Christian Zionism movement that John Hagee now is big on and Benny Hinn. The whole, whole body of Christ, pretty much, is pioneered by his father. Much of what we are in the, in the Pentecostal world has been pioneered by, by Dr. Frank's family. And, uh, you know, all the way from Howard Carter and the Nine Gifts of the Spirit and Smith Bigglesworths, uh, who's the, well, the pioneer and apostle of healing. So we're just so honored here to, to have uh, such rich spiritual heritage in this small little place. But this small little room represents God's best people from around the world. Some of you guys are chosen for scholarships and sent here by your countries because you're God's best. Some of you were chosen by God just to be here because you're some of God's best. Amen? So we're a small group of people, but we are planet shakers. We are world changers. We are revivalists. Amen. Hallelujah. And the word of God is brought through the apostle, Frank, to set us in order, to teach us, to mature us, so we could walk in the fullness of what God has for our lives. Because it's not just about you, but it's about God's plan for your life. Amen. So let's put our hands together and welcome and honor Dr. Frank Summerall. Amen. And we are podcasting these messages. I encourage you not to listen just once, but go to the podcast, listen again and again. Well, good to see everyone this morning. Amen. Amen. God wants us to know how much he loves us with an everlasting love. Amen. 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 One of the things about knowing about Christmas time and hearing all the songs about Christmas we have the story about Christmas. We have life about Christmas. But God goes a little further than that. What I'm going to speak on here in just a little while is quite interesting because what this speaks about, talks about, brings together, and we're excited about it, is that turn to First John chapter 3 and verse 8. I term this strongholds are coming down. Strongholds are coming down. Because if he didn't arrive like a baby, lived on the, the earth for 33 years, and everything that he did, he had to get here first in order to complete the plan of the Father. 
Amen. The plan of the Father is there. In 1 John 3 and 8, it has these mighty, mighty words. And I really, in all of the Christmas story and everything else, I like this one, the better ones, anywhere else. And the reason for it is because it's so direct. And in that direct word, we'll get that later, it's all right. In that direct word, we're going to see what God has done and will do. Amen. Now, I can quote it, but I like to read it. 1 John 3 and verse 8. 1 John 3 and verse 8. Now, we're going to start just one end there. It says, For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. That's why he came. We think of him as the baby of Bethlehem, but he had to grow up. Because a baby can't fight. And so the older that he was, he got into line to do those things. Now, there's several scriptures I have in mind. And I want you to look at uh, 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. This talks about the strongholds. But as I was speaking about this and going over it, a stronghold is something greater than you are. Think of that for a while. A stronghold is greater than what you think you are. But today, we're calling strongholds down. We're causing freedom in the house, blessing in the house, anointing in the house, glory in the house, and that we will not be under the control of the enemy. You say, well, what about Christians? Well, they're just flesh. And flesh sometimes back up another direction. But I tell you what, we have to walk as he walked, talk as he talked, and live as he lived. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, did you find Second Corinthians? Yes, sir. All right, chapter 10. We begin reading in verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Very powerful. Why? Verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare. I want to stop there for a minute. The reason we're not seeing more results is the church is not fighting the fight. They don't even think they're in the war. It's not time to drink Kool-Aid. It's time to get up there where God wants us to be, full of power, full of glory, full of life, and to change who's ever around us by the power of the Spirit. As I was telling Sister Karen, and I feel it very strongly, that in dealing with the children we're dealing with where I'm working, one of those things is this, that the love of God in my heart flows to them, and they feel his presence. And I believe when we get through with that, they're going to say, wow, what a person. They have love flowing in their heart. They have love coming out of them. We've got to find what this is all about. So that's one of the reasons we're doing that. It said, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to what? The pulling down of strongholds. Well, where do strongholds begin? In your mind. That's where the stronghold's at. The strongholds are the ideas and the thoughts that you have that are not agreement with the Word of God. Those are strongholds. Now, another stronghold could be a situation of life. Now, that could be a thing like this. For example, 
that a Christian brother and a Christian sister, sometimes that you're not happy with another, and inside your heart you have animosity towards somebody, and you're saying the wrong thing to somebody, where the love of God needs to flow inside of us. That's one of the reasons why God sometimes, you know, when he looks at a church, he looks at our heart. He doesn't look at color. He doesn't look at nations. He looks at our heart. And by that, he wants to set it free. Because here, see, it wasn't finished talking. Strongholds has a semicolon there. Five, casting down imaginations. Now, here's the question. Who casts down the imaginations? You have to. God's not going to do it. Angels are not going to do it. No one else can do it for you. Imaginations can only be cast down by the person that has those imaginations. Those imaginations, casting down imagination, what? And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And what do we do? We bring into captivity. That means we have a position. We do what God tells us to do. And we're ready to do what God says to do. It's not a time to sit down. It's a time to stand up. It's a time to praise our God. It's a time to give him glory, praise, and honor. It's not a time to ask questions. It's a time to move on closer into God's heart. And I find this year in myself, I analyze what I've been through. I analyze the different situations. But the Bible says, if God be for you, who can be against you? Amen? We can rejoice that way. And understand what God wants you to walk into. Bringing into captivity every thought through the obedience of Christ. Hallelujah. We bring that into obedience. So anytime we have some bad thoughts in our head, we need to cast them down. We need to push them aside. We say, in the name of Jesus, you're not going to rule me, and I'm going to rule you. That we have permission to do so. Because it's my body, it's my mind, it's my thinking, and we have to get away from stinking thinking. We have to get away from the very area, and then what limits men is they can only think so far. But a spiritual man operates by the spirit. He goes farther than the one to just think. And that's what we, as God's people, need to understand, that we can walk with our God. Hallelujah. We can walk with God in such a way. And God wants that walk back again. Amen? Amen. So, all the way through the Scripture, let's look over here in Psalm 149, 149. I'll remind you what I said here. Strongholds are coming down. They are coming down. See, the enemy, another thing he will do is use intimidation. He will use that intimidation in order to get you away from your purpose. Anything that holds you away from the purpose of God is not from God. You understand that? We have to understand who the enemy is. The enemy is the devil. The problem with the church, they're fighting everybody else. This church fights this church. This church fights the other church. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. Let's let the word be the truth. Let the word be the truth. And the truth will set the captive free. Hallelujah. Psalm 149, why don't you look over here just for a moment. We got lots of scriptures. We're not going to be here all day, I can grant you that. 
because I like to eat as well as you do. How many like to eat? <laughs> you like to eat? You like it? Right? Now, notice this. Psalm 149, this is what it says. I love this. Beginning of verse 6, it said, that, Let the saints be joyful in glory. I believe that is a spirit term. Let the saints be glad. Mm, hallelujah. Let the saints be glad. Let the saints be joyful. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Ha. Then verse 6. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. And what? A two-edged sword in their hand. What's that two-edged sword? That's the word. The two-edged sword is the word of God. We have to read that word, believe that word, walk that word, talk that word. This is our Bible college right here. As we go wherever we go, it's the word of God. All of it here. We must believe every word. And then that every word will change lives by the power of people. Amen? Amen. So we have seen things all the way through life, seen things that happened here and there and everything else. And, and uh, I will not make an excuse for some of the things that people have done. But I can say this. Something's better on the other side. That we don't have to walk where we walk. We can walk where God wants us to walk. It says, let the high praises be in their mouth. Amen. And a two-edged sword in their hand. Then it goes on to say to execute vengeance upon the nations, to bind up the king. And then it goes on, verse 8. I want you to notice this. To bind up their kings. Now, these are demon forces. These are just not normal kings. These are demonic forces that try to hold back the plan and the purpose of God. To bind up their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. To execute upon them the judgment written. This honor have put a circle around all, all his saints. We got people back there in the United States that said, oh, no, I'm going to take you to a man to cast out devils. Honey, all of us should be doing it. That's right. Amen. Even the age makes no difference. That we could cast out demons in the name of Jesus. Wherever, anytime, place, anywhere. Huh. Remember one time I was getting some it drops on my son. So I go in the pharmacy. I get up there, and this huge guy, six foot eight, 300 pounds, no fat. And it's 9 o'clock at night, and he's wearing sunglasses. When you see somebody wearing sunglasses at 9 o'clock at night, he's strange. <laughs> Very strange. And so we started talking. And I just said, what do you believe? And he went on to say, he said, oh, I'm a nature boy. He smelled like a nature boy, too. And so... What it was, what it was, you know, he said, I love the clouds and I love the trees. And I, he went on that stupid way for a while. I said, no, you're worshiping the devil. I've got God on my side. You've got the devil on your side. So I walked away from him with the other side of the store. And he came, you know, like that song, fee fi fo fum That's the way he's coming. fee fi fo fum So I got over to the other side of the store. Here he came. And uh, he was ready to knock me out and put me down on the floor. But I wheeled on him. I said, I don't know judo. I don't know karate. I don't know taekwondo. I don't know any of the martial arts. But I know a name. And I had this in my spirit. I said, angels, pick him up and throw him 10 feet in the air. The angels picked him up, 
threw him 10 feet in the air on the other side there. He grabbed his head and said, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Well, all the store wanted to find out what the tension was. So after that attention getter, I got to talk a little bit, preach a little bit. I said, the Bible says God's in control, not the devil. This man has got the devil. I've got God in me. So we need to be a witness of testimony on this life, in this world. Amen? Amen. Now, I want to know something here in particular. How does a strong man get in? Let's look over here in uh, the Scripture, Matthew 12, 29. Matthew 12, 29. And when you find this, it gives information that we didn't know. So, 12, 29. And it is an amazing thing. Hallelujah. Ah, look at verse 29. Or how else can one enter into a strong man's house? You spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man. In our case, we've got to bind the attack of the enemy. Whatever plan he has against you, this fasting that comes on, the Bible says prayer and fasting will remove demons. That causes it. That's why in the prayer and the fasting, I, I was doing a, a study on this for a while. And one of the studies I found that all the way through the scripture, when it talks about prayer and fasting, something happened. It was never just, just, you know, here I am, there I am. No, it was something happening because in that spirit realm, when you start fasting, you don't eat anything. You push it aside like this Daniel fast. It's a little different, but it's the purpose. It's the purpose of seeking our God. It's one of the things we got to understand and know and walk into. Walk into that. Now, it goes on to say here, how else can one enter in a strong man's house, spoil his goods, except he first bind a strong man? Then he will spoil his house. Now, go with me to Luke 11. Luke 11, I'm just kind of shooting the scriptures out so you can take them home and study them. Because if we would spend all our time in study, we wouldn't finish what we're going to say. All right? Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. In Luke, chapter 11. Amen. Begin to read over here in verse 21. Verse 21. It said, when a strong man... He's armed. Notice what he is. He's already armed. He keeps his palace, his goods in peace. Now, when a stronger than him to come upon him and overtake him from all his armor, which he trusted. And see, a lot of people trusting in their own ability. They're trusting in the ability to think, to do, to act, to live. They're trusting in ourselves and not God. We have to be people who are so implicit about studying the Word of God that the Word of God comes inside of us and changes us by the power of His Spirit. Amen? Amen. Now, when this happens, this is something else. I find in the church today, we've got sin in the church. We've got to clean ourselves up. We have to be holy before our God. 
I want us to say the word holy three times, and we're going to feel his power and presence in this place, and you're going to, ready? Holy. Holy. One more time. Holy. By doing that, you released the angels of heaven to come down and to bless his people. When we talk about holy, all the way through the scripture, only holy is mentioned just a few times. But it's always in connection to worship. Holy is to worship. Holy, because of that sound there in Isaiah, when they're talking about Isaiah, said there was an antiphonal sound. That means the sound was going here and there and here and there and here and there. That's what it's going to do. Now, before we came here to China, I had several dreams. I had several dreams, and in, in these dreams, I went to heaven. And the first thing about heaven, everything sings. The rocks sing, the water sings, the birds sing, the walls sing. Everything in heaven sings. Everything. Anywhere you go, there's a wonderful sound in heaven. And I was in this dream for I don't know how many hours was in this dream, and in this dream, you notice one thing? In heaven, you won't have to introduce yourself. Everybody knows who you are. Everybody knows who you are. You won't have to say, I'm so-and-so. They know it already. So when you get to heaven, everybody knows who you are. It's the most beautiful thing. Power. I might have to send you that, that CD. Uh, I've got a CD on that. And it goes on and on. It's, it's more interesting, but it, this is just hitting the highlights. And uh, being my dad's associate pastor for 17 years, he said, Frank, I'm going to put on you the M&B ministry. I said, what are we talking about? The M&B ministry. He said, oh, you get to do all the marrying and all the burying. Wasn't that sweet? That's what he did. I did all the marriages and I did all the burials. And then that's the M&B ministry right there. So notice what happens here. When I saw that in heaven, my heart was churned. My spirit was moving. The spirit in heaven, the spirit communicates to one another. It's our spirit communicates. And another thing in heaven, they only speak one language. One language. Not a multiplicity of languages. Only one language. I don't know. You're going to have to get it when you get up there. You're going to have to get that. But when we think more about heaven, our hearts are drawn closer to it. Now, what was it, two years ago when Pete passed away? My brother Pete, younger than I am, passed away. What was he, 62? Pete was 62. And uh, he was down in Mexico. He was doing some kind of deal. And he died. And I wasn't expecting him to go first. See, I'm the oldest brother. Then in the middle of the Stephen, and there's Pete. Pete died. So I was saddened by that. But the next few days, Eddie James came to town. And while we were in praise and worship of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, I saw him with his hands raised, crying unto God, worshiping him. On the earth, he already made it church. He just did these things. He did these things. He did all that thinking. He, he did all of the work, everything else. But I'm so glad to say 
that I know where some people are. I know where some people are. I, I remember seeing this young man. Now, the Scripture tells us not to kill ourselves, right? So when I was in heaven, I saw this person. I saw him rejoicing. I saw him running up and down the streets. And he ran to me and said, Pastor Frank, I'm glad to see you. I said, well, I'm glad to see you too. And I told him, I said, I didn't know you were going to make it or not. <laughs> I didn't know he was going to make it or not. But the people, the people you think about, they're not going to make heaven, they'll be there. The ones you don't think about, they won't be there. You hear that? That's why our hearts have to be so in tune with God, so in tune with the Spirit. The anointing of God flowing through us. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Now, let's look in the Old Testament book here. I love this. First Samuel chapter 17. We all know the story, but I'll tell you my story before this story comes. You say, what's that? Well, we had a tour bus over there, and uh, one of the guides wanted me to be an example because he was taking the slingshot. He said, you Americans, you have a slingshot like this. Pull back the rubber band, boom, it goes. He said, we over here in Israel, we have a, a long slingshot, and in the middle we put the stone. So he was practicing with it, and he said to me, it's your turn. I said, isn't that something? I've never done this before. So I was putting it around my head, swinging it by centrifugal force, let it go. And I didn't know on the other side of our bus was a woman milking a goat. <laughs> that stone hit her backside. She thought the goat had kicked her. She picked up a stick and started beating the goat. So dad was still alive. As soon as I got on the bus, he said, would little David present his weapon? <laughs> little David presents your weapon. And then he looked at me. He says, I don't think I'll give this back to you anymore because you're dangerous with it. And I never did see it again. He put it away, finished with it, done. But I like here, 1 Samuel chapter 17, what it talks about. It's an amazing thing having to do with David. David had defeated the enemy so many times. And first it was a lion, then it was a bear. But all these different things that David went through. But I like that. See, whatever you fight your lion and you fight the bear, there's going to be something else out there. You hear me? The lion and the bear, the devil will see to it that you have another enemy. But I'm not giving you a situation where you're hopeless. We're saying that we can all do it. Every one of us can do it. We can fight the enemies. And so whatever the enemy is trying to do in, the, in your life or in your family's life, I don't know your family, but I do know this. When we pray, believe, and say, God, touch my family, he will. He will. Amen. God wants to touch our families. I feel this impressed by the Spirit, all right? Just raise your hand. We confess in the name of Jesus that our family are saved. They're delivered. 
They're coming to you, Jesus. They have missed the way. They need to know the truth. And the Word of God teaches us it's the truth that makes us free. We call freedom in upon their lives. That you give them dreams and visions and bring them back to the cross. Bring them into truth. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Right now, 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 right now. Oh, Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Yeah, I feel a witness on that. If you have family outside of God, it's time for them to come into the family of God. It's time for their hearts to be changed, their mind to be changed, their life to be changed. Amen? Amen. So the first thing, what happened to David? Look over there in verse 45, 1745. David said to the Philistines, you come unto me with a sword and a spear and with a shield. But I come unto you in the name of the Lord of hosts. <laughs> Hallelujah. Whom you have defied. Then he prophesied. He said, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. I'm going to smite you. I'm going to take your head off. And I'm going to give it to the carcasses, the host of Philistines of this day, to the fowls of the air, to the wild beasts on the earth. Why? That all the earth may know there is a God in Israel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So people are going to understand that you're a person that loves God, serves God, ready to understand the principles of God. Now, things that open the door to a strong man, number one, unholy living. Unholy living will open the door to the strong man. You have to be pure in heart to see God. You hear me? you got to be pure in heart to see God. Soulish living can do the same thing. If you live by your soul and not by your spirit, it's an open door. Circumstances. One of the greatest circumstances, I believe, comes in the church is confusion. They walk in that door. They don't know what they believe. They don't have an idea what they believe. They have no clue of what to believe. What they need to do is to study. There's no place in the Word of God tells us to read the Word. It's to study the Word. No place. Not read the Word. Study the Word. That Word has come inside of us and changed us from glory to glory. Amen? Amen. Smith Wigglesworth, the only book he ever read was the Bible. He would not read any other article. He would not read any other book. He would not read any other preacher. He would not read anything else but the Word. And that's why he raised 14 from the dead. 14 were raised from the dead. Think about it. So the Word of God must be inside of us that we come against the very attack of the enemy. Hey, so David ran toward this guy, cut his head off, and that's the end of Goliath. Goliath must have been 10 feet tall at least. It's not the size uh, in, or the situation. It's the size of your heart and it's the situation in your spirit that with God we can conquer all. Amen? So when you open the door to the enemy by unholy living, by soulless living, you open the door with circumstance, you open the door with confusion, 
You even open the door with sickness. If you're talking more about sickness, you are health. It's going to stay with you. You hear me? Then another thing, intense pain can move your heart away from those things. That strongman can come in and cause that. Then depression. In the area of depression, one of the things, if you read the Word of God every day and let the Word of God be your choice book, when you read that Word every day, you're going to know <laughs> you will not be depressed. You will not be suppressed. You will walk in the blessings of heaven. Amen. It's time to do that. It's time to do that right here and right now and experience the Acts 5. Experience what happened. We haven't got where Peter got so far, but I believe before we see Jesus, we're going to be doing the same thing. You're going to be walking in town. You're going to be walking down certain places, and the power of God will come down so strong, and the people will be healed. The people will be set free. The glory of God is going to come on you. Amen. Let's look at it over here. Acts chapter 5. Yeah. Many times we can talk about Peter. He's the only one that got out of the boat. Remember that? He's the only one that got out of the boat. But in Acts chapter 5, one of the amazing things, powerful, the Word of God, lowered his name. So what happened here is such an amazing thing. Wherever Peter went, the power of God, the anointing of the Lord, was working in such a mighty, mighty way. And as he was walking and talking, he preached and he taught. And this is what happened. The Spirit and the power of God came up and did those things. Having to do with the fact that God was in total control. Amen. Amen. So every stronghold can be broken. Every stronghold will be broken. And we're the ones to do it. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Here's a couple of things I want us to do. Oh, blessed be his name. Blessed be his name. He's such a good God. I want everyone to just raise your hands right now. Raise your hands. That's our antennas to heaven. The antennas to heaven are our hands. We reach out to God. What he's doing, how he's doing, what he will do through us by his mighty power and by his mighty name. Hallelujah. Amen. God is ready. He's ready to set the captive free. And the word says, he whom the son set free. Is free indeed. Hallelujah. You know that one, don't you? He whom the sun sets. I want us to say that. He whom the sun sets free is free indeed. One more time. He whom the sun sets free is free indeed. One more time. He whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Let freedom reign. We had to stop the recording at that point, but you might be listening right now and you say, Pastor Joey, I wanted to pray that prayer. If I was there, I would have prayed with you. I'd like to pray right now, as a matter of fact. I'd like to give my life to Jesus Christ. I would like to have God in my life, and I'd like to 
know Jesus as my Savior and my Lord and surrender my life to Him. You know, repentance means to turn away from your way of doing things and to turn to God's way. We've done things our own way, like they used to say in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous. When I did the 12 steps, they said, your best decisions and your best ways of thinking and your best ways to handle life have gotten you to this situation. And now it's time to trust a higher power. Well, there is no higher power than the God of all the earth. His name is Jehovah. And he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And through him, you can turn from your way of doing things to his way. And his way is the right way because he made you. And he made you for a purpose. And he knows exactly what you need to pull out your potential to forgive you of your sins, deliver you from the things that keep you away from God in a sin and death cycle. And if you'd open up your heart to Him right now, together with me, God can begin a new work in your life. So just pray with me wherever you're at, whether you're driving your car, whether you're at home, or wherever you are, just, just pray with me and repeat after me. Say, Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me, forgive me of my sins, wash me in the blood of Jesus. I believe that your son died for my sins, and on the third day he was raised from the dead. From this day forward I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, I'd like you to contact me, and we can send you some more resources and materials that could help you start this new life, because this is the first day of the rest of your life. Email me at joe at nationsabroad.com, or email the church at nfcontact at gmail.com, and we'd love to speak with you and just correspond with you and put you on the right path. Maybe help you find some local churches there online or something. Or maybe we know some pastors there that can follow up with you and help teach you the Word of God. Thank you for listening. And feel free to download the other podcasts and just feed on the Word of God.